Welcome to the Northridge Church Podcast, a weekly rewind of Sunday's talk. So we're talking, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. I, I think it's very unique that we're, we're we had pregnancy care center come and share about what again just one of the many groups that we support and we give a monthly check to as a body of believers as a as a body of Christ and here we're starting a series looking at how do we construct sturdy resilient strong homes right only God can put those two things together I'm promising you that I was not some kind of savant on planning out service structure and you know three months ago we put this together uh, you know there are a lot of people and and pregnancy care center uh, connects with a lot of people who desperately want to build a strong home whether that home looks like a husband wife and two ch- 2.3 children or it looks like a, uh, a, a mother and a, a child with, a, with a, a father who is strong in the picture but is not a husband. Or whether it's a single person that is living in an apartment. Guess what? If you're a single person living in an apartment, you have the ability to build a home in that apartment. Right? Uh, we're talking about uh, something that all of us can relate to. And hear me clearly. Building your home is more important than building your career. It's very counterculture. Building your home is more important than building your personal fame. Building your home is more important, vastly more important, than building your financial portfolio. Building your home is the greatest thing you can do. And I've discovered, and one of the conclusions through this series as I've just been preparing the last eight, nine months to lead this series, is that, that being the, one of the greatest things that we have to understand when we begin to build our home, to, to go into that construction phase, is that we have to be present. We have to be present. We have to be there. And in the midst of building our home, There are several tools that are required to build your home. So, people, if you've had an opportunity, if you've had a chance to uh, maybe build your physical home, there's some of us here that have had opportunities to construct. You know, you know that the builders, whether you've done it yourself or you're just standing on top of it, paying the check, allowing other people to build it for you, you know it requires a great amount of tools, doesn't it, to build a physical home. Well, in the same way, to build our spiritual home, it requires, it requires us to have quite a few, quite a few tools in our toolbox. And so that's what we're going to do the next eight weeks or so. We're going to look at the different tools that God has provided through his word to give to us. He shared these tools with us to use them in order to build our home. And today we're starting in the subject of prayer, of prayer. Now, we're not going to have a sermon on prayer because I'm guessing, how many people by a show of hands would you say, hey, I've gone to church more than two years now. I've been, I've been a part of a church for at least two years of my life. Hands, uh, hands. Okay, so how many here now by a show of hands have said, I have heard at least twice 
from a pastor at some point in my past that I'm supposed to be praying for my family. Okay, so there's nothing new here. By a show of hands, is there anyone that says, hey, if you told me right now, Tony, that I need to pray for my family, that's news to me. I mean, I've never heard that. Anybody here in the room? Because if there is, then we'll go that direction because I don't want to, you know, to stop that from happening. My point is, and, and for the record, those of you who are online right now, there's nobody raising their hands because here's the reality. The reality is we know we need to pray for our families. And I have a feeling that if I taught another lesson about, hey, you need to pray for your families, you guys would be like, hey, good sermon, good sermon, bravo, you know, golf clap all around here, that is a great thing, uh, what you just done, you've, you've spent 20, 30 minutes, let's be honest, you spent 45 minutes, Tony, telling us how great it is, and what we need to do, and even giving us some tools we can take home with us, but here's the reality, we know that, we know we need to pray for our families, and I also am convinced that the vast majority of our people do pray for our families. And you do pray for your families. Now, you might have some guilt every once in a while. A lot of times that guilt, for the record, comes from the enemy, not from the Holy Spirit, okay, for the record, uh, when you're like, I don't pray enough for my families. Because that, that's a both that we're all in, okay? We're all there. Uh, you know, but, but the neat thing is, is I've very, you know, kind of like the subject that I've, I've never met an atheist in a foxhole. In the same way, I've never met a prayerless person on the cusp of having a child, right? I've never met a prayerless mom or dad uh, the day before that kid goes to kindergarten, right? We have a way of praying for our homes. We have a way of praying for our families. We do that. What I want to do today for the next 10 minutes or so is just take some time to do exactly what we're talking about and pray for our families. And so I invite you in just a moment, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a topic and then I'm going to read a scripture to you and we're going to work to create that scripture uh, into a prayer today for our families. Um, Pray what we're doing is we're praying the scriptures. I've discovered one of the best ways when you find yourself prayerless or you find yourself not knowing how to pray is to open up God's word and begin reading it and you pray his scriptures back to him. There is something in that economy. God loves to hear his words quoted back to him, believe it or not. Uh, you're agreeing with God in that prayer, and you're saying, God, I hear what you're saying here. I see it, and I am agreeing with it, and I'm claiming it for myself. There is something very powerful, and prayers get answered when we're able to see the Scripture and appropriate it for ourselves. Now, I'm not trying to create some kind of hocus-pocus weirdness here. I'm not trying to create some kind of sentimental theology but there's just, in my own prayer life, I've experienced prayers, uh, prayers being answered. I experienced faith being bolstered in my life when I could land on a scripture and I could say, God, that's what I need. That is, that is exactly what I need in my life. And I go to him with that verse in hand. Man, there would be some powerful things that happens as a result. And so that's what we're going to do today for just a few brief moments. And so I invite you just to kind of kind of just settle in and Jishin, come on up. She's gonna she's gonna put some music on behind us. And I would invite you to the best of your ability to just tune out the people around you, you know. 
It might be that you're a guest. It might be that you're a visitor here. You're just checking out the things of faith. And so you don't even know about prayer. You don't even know if that's a real thing. I'd invite you to give it a try and see what happens. Uh, if you don't want to give it a try, I'd just say just watch. Just just be silent in this, these moments. And respectful of the people around you who are praying. As we pray today, what I plan to do is introduce a topic, read a scripture, and then I will help, I will say a prayer that would be my prayer. Uh, that might help you think through how this scripture could be appropriated for you. And then I'll just give a few seconds of quiet to allow you to pray. It might be some of you take notes, some of you have a phone by you. It might be that one of these verses really stands out to you in a in a unique way. Maybe you just copy that scripture, type it down, write it down, so that you have that with you throughout the rest of this week. Um, this is a chance for us just to kind of lower our RPMs and just be what Christ has called us to be, a house of prayer. And specifically, we're praying for our homes today. Pray with me. And let's just begin by inviting God to build our home. Psalm 127, verse 1 says this, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. And as we settle into our prayers, my prayer for this would be something like, God, I try so hard to lead my family, to do the right things, but so much of it, I confess, is my own wisdom. And right now, I need you, I need you to build my home. Would you build my home in my midst right now? Another prayer as we think about building our homes is that all who live within our home would love God and would come to experience His salvation. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 says, You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I have given you today, Moses writes. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. And my prayer is, God, I want, I want my family to be saved. I want my family to not just experience your salvation, but to love you deeply. And I get that it's only going to happen when we put your word as the center of our home. So help me do that. Help me understand what it means to talk about you and your word as we're on the road, as we're walking through life, as we're going to bed, as we're getting up in the morning. Help me be a person to point to you and your goodness to, my, to the people in my home today and the weeks to come.
today would you pray that God would help us explore our hearts to understand what's driving us. Joshua 24, verse 15 says, But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you know now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. God, I want to serve you. Help me to understand what are the idols that I tend to run to in times of crisis. The things I put my trust in beside you. Would you show those to me? chapter 5 verse 12 that's a few more down further yeah thank you Marcus says this but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness and father these fruits we want them we need them in our lives would you show me today what is missing in my home. You know, our homes have broken people in them. And it's easy to allow rancor to reign. It's easy to allow hurt feelings to exist. It's easy to remember the past so because of that, our homes have to have forgiveness in them. We have to be able to say we're sorry to one another, to our mates, to our spouses, to our children, our children to us, to the people that live with us. And Ephesians 4, verse 32, says, Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. God, am I holding unforgiveness in my heart to the people I live with? God, reveal those things and help me, equip me to be able to forgive. To forgive. As our homes are developing, there are minds in those homes, and they need to be developed. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, one final thing. 
Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Lord, in our minds, there are so many things vying for them. And my mind can go into dark tunnels because there's dark places within our society that are in front of us. So God, help me to think about things that are excellent, things that are worthy of praise. Help our family, our home be a place where ugliness does not rule. But, but our minds are drawn to things that are honorable and pure and lovely and things worthy of, of praise. As we learned in this last series, there's much in our culture that's really trying to push us down and trying to break us and break our will and trying to make us uh, be people who will compromise. But in the midst of that, we can thrive. In the midst of that, you can be blessed in a supernatural way. And so it's only right as we are building our homes to, to pray that God would bless and that God would help us thrive right where we are planted, right where we are. Psalm 1, verse 3, one of my favorite passages in Scripture, talking about the people who are planted in God's Word, the people that are planted deep into God's will, describes them as, these, David says, they, these people, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. And, and they prosper in all that they do. God, would we be people who, because we're, not because we're good, not because we're smarter than other people, not because we work harder than other people, but, but would we be people that because we plant ourselves in your word, we plant ourselves in your, in your body, would we be people that prosper? Would the people in our home prosper? Not because they're a, a turner or place your name in there. But we, we prosper because we are in you, God. Father, hear the prayers of your people today. And I would ask that your prayers as they've gone up and you've received them, Lord, we, we just are confident in our people of faith that know that you will answer these prayers. And you will speak into these prayers. Give us the eyes and the ears to see how you answer, how you answer your people today. These things we pray in your son's powerful name. Amen. Hey, the band's going to come up here. Uh, and we're going to sing one final song before we conclude today. The song that we are singing is not... Has not been picked out of a random lottery, but we are declaring that, Lord, we need you. We need you. And that's clear. You alone, you need to be present to construct your home, but again, you can't do it by yourself. I've seen many good men try to build a strong home, and guess what? Men, if you're doing that, and you're doing it and saying, I can do this, I don't need people around me, I don't need my God, I don't need 
my small group, guess what? You will fail. You will fail. And you will be beside yourself one day. Mothers, if you think you can just do it all together, keep it all together, and you can provide the perfect home, well, you might do that for a season, but then tragedy is going to come. What's the hope here? Lord, we need you. We need you to be with us in the good times, and we need you to be with us in the bad times. We need to, you to be with us in the happy times, and we need you to be with us in the sad times. We need you, God, in times of prosperity, and we need you in times of incredible want. We need you when everyone's healthy and happy and making A's in school, and God, we need you when we go through sickness and illness and even death. We need you guys. Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Northridge Church, you can find us online at mynorthbridge.org.